Awesome. Well, uh, welcome everyone to the Cosmos Club, where we talk all things Cosmos. We tweet daily about what's going on in the Cosmos ecosystem. And then we invite interesting, fascinating, hardworking builders who is contributing to the Cosmos ecosystem to uh, to these spaces. We upload that is, uh, in, a, in a podcast episode. So for anyone who wants to re-listen, uh, you can do that on Spotify, etc. And today we got Maya Protocol. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Happy to be here. So we did uh, a little bit of a thread and uh, in general, just being super excited to uh, to see what you guys are, are working on. But uh, for the uninitiated, perhaps just uh, take us through what Maya Protocol is and why people need to pay attention here. Sure. So the easiest way to think of it, if you're already familiar with DeFi, is that Maya Protocol uh, is Uniswap but for cross-chain assets, so swapping across different blockchain ecosystems. Uh, so this, this makes it obviously uh, several orders of magnitude more difficult. Uh, thankfully, we base of our code base on ThorChain, who is uh, the only other um, entity or chain that has been able to achieve this. And we are planning to launch in a month from now. We've been working on this for two years now. And uh, for if this was a bit over your head, essentially in more even easier terms, uh, what Maya allows you to do is swap Bitcoin from Bitcoin network over to ETH on Ethereum network or over to, say, Rune on ThorChain or over to Kuji on Kujira uh, without using centralized uh, parties uh, in a trust-minimized way and with self-custody. So your, your keys, your coins. Um, so that would be kind of the overarching picture. Beautiful. And yeah, I think uh, most people in Cosmos, at least, um, they know about you from the Kujira partnership, which uh, we'd love to talk about. But before we do that, as you mentioned yourself, you, you've been working and building for two years. Um, we see a lot of projects that are, you know, spun out or created over the span of sometimes weeks only um, and then they disappear all of a sudden <laughs> uh, as as quick as as quickly as they as they came up right yeah. so uh, walk us through like how what you guys have been working on for two years and uh, and yeah uh, why you are you're here to stay really uh, because i think really my protocol is when we when we started looking into it ourselves sure so first of all fortune itself is over a hundred thousand lines of code so this is not a smart contract, or this is not just simply launching a Cosmos SDK bare chain. Rather, this is some heavy code. Um, so just the fact of <laughs> understanding ThorChain in depth of what the hell is going on uh, on the code it is just as, as it is already a challenge. Uh, but you don't only need to understand the code, you also need to deploy it and run a network of nodes running that code. So that's also another layer of difficulty because you're not only running ThorChain, you're running full nodes on Bitcoin, full node on in Ethereum, full node on whatever chain that ThorChain supports or Maya supports in this case. Um, so that makes it then more difficult, but we also bring our own changes to the space. So we have a few, we had a few ideas on how to make the system more capital efficient. Uh, essentially requiring half the capital, which also automatically doubles the perceived APY on positions. 
So uh, all of that, now take that, you know, over a hundred thousand line of code salami and uh, that you need to deploy and then uh, have coexistence sync with several chains and then go ahead and make changes to it. Uh, just the, <laughs> the audits alone with Halborn Security took yeah. six months. So, uh, wow. yeah, it's, it's been a lot of work. It's been tough, uh, but it's, it's totally worth it, I believe, because we, we just need redundancy in that space. This is literally critical infrastructure for blockchain. So, yeah. Definitely. I mean, a lot of people here will, uh, I think, vouch for the fact that uh, the future is multi-chain. We will start seeing more and more chains. Obviously, in Cosmos, we got IBC, but we can't expect every single chain that will ever exist to adopt IBC. So we need something that connects everything. And I think ThorChain, Maya, is uh, is, is probably going to be the answer. Yeah. Do, would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. That's why we're here. <laughs> Perfect. So talk to us about the, the Kujira partnership, because I think that's uh, really where you stir things up here in, here in Cosmos. So, so it's, an, it's an integration. Uh, I, would, I would prefer to call it just integration rather than a, than a partnership, although we might go a bit deeper together and, and have something more uh, formal over time. But uh, as mm -hmm. an integration, what does it mean? Essentially, Maya will be running a Kujira node. All nodes on Maya will run a, a full node on Kujira. And uh, we will have a vault on Kujira where you can send Kuji to, uh, either for a swap that you want to go to, say, Kakao or Bitcoin or ETH, or to a liquidity of Kuji Kakao if what you wish to do is generate yield. Um, so, sounds simple on face value. But what this will ultimately allow you is to connect the Kujiri ecosystem to Bitcoin liquidity, to ETH liquidity, to, to anything that Thorchain supports through Rune liquidity and super powering hmm. that DeFi ecosystem. So definitely super interesting for, for, for the Kujiri community. I mean, uh, recent close contact with people involved in the development team. And we, we're looking forward to, to making some noise on this regard. Um, at the end of the day, we share the real yield ethos. So Cosmo, sorry, cacao or, or utility token is not uh, very much inflationary. Uh, rather, the fees come out of swapping, out of out of real utility. So uh, we share that ethos, and and uh, we really want to see Kuji succeed because we we think they have in many ways the right formula. So uh, very happy to superpower their their DEXs and their ecosystem with access to to the biggest liquidity markets out there on crypto with you know permissionless non KYC non AML self custody all of that. Right on, right on, and I think uh, just to walk us through uh, someone who perhaps is not familiar with Rootchain or uh, sorry Thorchain or uh, ThorSwap um, like swapping native assets. Uh, cross chain. How, how does that work? Let's say you you have Kuchi on your uh, in your wallet, Kevlar wallet. Typically, I, I would assume. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. What do people do? Like walk us through the the, the use case, basically. <laughs> so, what you do is you 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 typically use a user interface that that abstracts most of the logic for you. But what you could do if you wanted to do it manually is you send a swap transaction on Kujira 
from your Kuji wallet uh, to the Kuji wallet custodied by MayaNodes. And what you send in the memo of that transaction is that you want to swap. And where do you want to swap to? Say ETH. So you write literally ETH. And then your Ethereum address on Ethereum network that you want to receive the ETH mm. to. And what will happen mm. once you send that, uh, what will happen is that nodes on Maya are running nodes on Kujira. So they, they can observe the transaction that is happening. And 67% of the nodes will agree that they, that they observe the transaction and read the memo within it. And it says swap to ETH, great. So what they will do is intermediately, they will swap to Cacao using the Kuji Cacao pool. And then from Cacao swap to ETH using the Cacao ETH pool. But this is happening behind the kitchen. You don't even need to, to know mm. that it's happening. Uh, so for your mm. perception, you just receive ETH to your Ethereum wallet and that's that, you're done. No need to log in yeah. anywhere, no need to, to identify yourself, no need to anything. Now, um, you can query the, the Maya nodes and Maya chain to see what is the exchange rate that you will ultimately get, like how much Ethereum I'm going to receive if I do this transaction now. And this is something that it's too, might be too difficult for a layperson. So user interfaces like ThorSwap or ThorWallet or, or, you know, today Trust Wallet launched uh, ThorChain on iOS, which is huge. Uh, so if you have Trust Wallet, mm. you might have already used ThorChain by accident, guys, <laughs> by the way. Um, <laughs> so uh, what they do is they query Maya to just know what the exchange rate will, will be, if you want to see it kind of in a summarized fashion, because there are fees to be paid and the exchange rate and all that. So it will tell you, I don't know, you receive five ETH. So you agree, so you... You just send the funds and you you receive your five ETH and you're happy. So uh, nice. super straightforward, uh, great UX, uh, and and the reason why so many user interfaces use it is because they themselves can charge a small commission on top of of what uh, Maya and Thorchain already charge, uh, which is why it's mm. a good business model for wallets like Trust Wallet to put in the work of integrating Thorchain and Maya because they can benefit over it as well. Makes sense. Yeah, so I think um, a lot of people are familiar with uh, bridges. Uh, Axelar, for example, is big in uh, in Cosmos with satellite.money. And um, the difference really, um, on the on the surface of it at least, is that instead of you know having some wrapped bridged ETH that you pass in and out, so it's the same asset as ETH, for example, here you're actually able to swap um, without having bridges involved. Is that correctly understood? Correct. And the way that works, if I understand it correctly, is that you use these liquidity pools that we all know from various different AMMs and DEXs. But here you have Cacao as uh, what I would call a settlement token. Mm -hmm. um, so perhaps just walk us through what Cacao is and how it functions and, and why it's so crucial for Maya to work. Yeah, so... The, the, the benefit of using Thorchain and Maya is that you're swapping immediately for the native assets and you only have protocol risk for the very short time period that, uh, that the swap was being serviced. Whereas when you're using wrapping, mm. pegging, or, or just bridges in general, the problem there is you have uh, the protocol risk for all the time that you have these 
asset or, or wrap token or representation of the token on the target chain. Mm. So say you swap from, from, you know, you use Bitcoin to interact with the wrap Bitcoin contract to get some WBTC and then you take it and you go and find ETH, right? The problem is all the while you, you hold WBTC, you run the risk of, of, of the, the smart contract having some sort of exploit or something. Whereas on, on ThorChain, you, you, you ask for the swap between two ETH and you receive your ETH, right? It, it might take a few minutes during which you also have some protocol risk, but the time period is greatly diminished. So in that regard, uh, yeah, the, the, the risk is smaller in my view and also shorter. Uh, so you're less exposed to, to any issues. Makes sense. And then how, how does Kakao play into this with the whole like settlement token? So all liquidity pools are set up with the, the different native assets, ETH, Bitcoin, etc. And then Kakao as the other pair, right? Yeah, Kakao is always a pair asset in the pool. What this allows, first, it's a great price reference and it's intermediary when you're running between chains. But also it helps you reduce the amount of pools. If you go to Uniswap, you'll see there are thousands of pools. And the problem is there are thousands of very shallow pools. So that's not desirable. Whereas on, on, on Maya, unfortunately, there's only one pool per supported asset, which allows this pool to be much deeper with Kakao. Uh, and yeah, you're interacting with two pools, but as long as these two pools are very deep, it's not really a very big problem. Mm. So uh, mm. it's, whereas on Uniswap, you have, uh, one pool for every single token pair, which of course is is uh, ends up having shallower liquidity, which yeah, and mm. a shallow shallow liquidity increases higher slippage, more permanent loss to use to to LPs. It's easier to exploit the price of a shallow pool, uh, things like that. Yeah, and speaking of deep liquidity, so the roadmap. So right now you're not live you will go live if i understand correctly uh, 7th of march mm -hmm. where you have this uh, 21 day period uh, of liquidity auctions yep. setting up these vaults where you have btc ethereum usdc usdt rune and then cacao as the other pair in, so, in the pool so in the cacao at that point doesn't yet exist so you only add bitcoin okay. you only add ETH, you only add rune at the point there is to make okay those assets as cheap as possible. Now you're not paying us that money. It's, you're just adding it to the liquidity and we will donate or gift the all 90% of the, of the cacao to circulate into those pools. Why 90% and not 100%? Because 10% is held aside to a reserve for impermanent loss protection. Mm. So what happens mm. is you added one Bitcoin and you still have that one Bitcoin on your LP position, but now it also has cacao on the other side. Uh, so uh, now there's different tiers uh, according to how much you're willing to lock up your position. If you're willing to lock it up just for 30 days, we then shave off 33% of your LP units. I, if you are willing to to hold for 60 days, you will get a 10% shave. And what we got from tier three and tier two that have 30 and 60 days respectively goes to tier ones who must hold for two hundred are are locked up for two hundred days. So obviously there's a large mm. incentive to become tier one since you get a boost to your LP position that can be very significant. But you're also with us at least for two hundred days. 
during those days, you can withdraw, just not your full position. Tier 3 has a 4.5% daily withdrawal uh, allowance. Tier 2, 1.5. And Tier 1, 0.5% of the position per day. Um, so, uh, nice. yeah, that's more or less how it works. Why do we do this? First, we're sharing cacao super fairly to whoever is adding liquidity. Second, we will start or jumpstart the protocol with huge liquidity, super deep liquidity, which at the end of the day is what mm -hmm. we need. Deep liquidity means uh, lower slippage, which means less fees paid for swapping, which means more affordable mm -hmm. swapping, uh, which increases swapping demand and thus volume, thus APY, and you start the virtual cycle of having deeper liquidity even. So to, that's why we want to start as deep as we can. And that's why we are giving it away all the all the utility token to to all the LPs that start with us. Nice. And just to make sure there's no confusion, so I deposit, let's say, one Bitcoin into a, a vault that mm -hmm. you set up seventh of March. Mm -hmm. There's no impermanent loss when when I deposit that because I'm basically farming cacao over the 21 day period mm -hmm. uh, for the liquidity auction. And then after 21 days, I can take out my one Bitcoin or, no. or is it locked? You, you, have your, you have your LP position. If, if let's say you add it on 7th of March and then on the 25th of March, you don't like us anymore uh, and you want to withdraw, you can withdraw your one Bitcoin mm -hmm. and you haven't incurred any mm -hmm. permanent loss and you had no lockups whatsoever because you haven't got, gotten anything from us, right? So we, we set this mm -hmm. up so that you, know, you, you can trust that you can add and withdraw anytime during the auction once the auction ends mm. though we're giving you cacao for free <laughs> right and the problem is we need mm. to give the protocol some time to bring over the volume bring over the yield and the integrations to a point where that liquidity is sustainable because they much rather have their liquidity position there their bitcoin there with cacao going to work than we throw it just because there's a yield mm. incentive so because we gave it the cacao away to you now, uh, you have at least a 30-day lockup uh, where you can just withdraw 4.5% per day of your position of Bitcoin plus cacao. And you also got a 33% decrease on your position, but you got cacao given away to you. So you could have, you have essentially like a 34% uh, return. So 1.34x what you started with in, in dollar terms. Um, so yeah, you, you now if you don't want any lockups, that's fine. Wait until the liquidity auction is over. People get their cacao for free. And now you can buy cacao on the pool and add liquidity with Bitcoin cacao like a normal person would do now on Thorchain. And that's fine. That mm. position has no lockups whatsoever. So we understand not everybody is up for this. We are obviously interested in people that you know, know what's going on can uh, uh, see you know, what we've been doing, what we've been building. They do their own research and they think it's a, a, some, you know, a risk worth taking because at the end, this is DeFi, this is cross-chain, this is a new protocol. Like, don't bet your house on this, please. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's, it's obviously something that can generate an interesting return for you, but you know, take the calculated risk. If you don't want any lockups and you want to have the freedom to go in and out, just wait for the liquidity auction to be over. And now it's you're, you're free to add and withdraw at, at will. Definitely. And let that be a lesson for anything that you might do in DeFi. Yeah. I mean, it's all, it's all uh, yeah, 
do your research basically but um speaking of the partnership just to go full circle here so you will launch uh, initially with the uh, bitcoin ethereum usdc usdc a room and then you open up uh, shortly after i guess yeah. the liquidity auctions uh, finish with uh, Kuji, BNP, Dash, and Osmo. Is that correctly understood? Yeah, we will, we're prioritizing Kuji and Dash. We essentially will launch them as soon as technically feasible after the liquidity auction nice. ends. So um, 27th of March is the last day for liquidity auction. 28th of March, trading is enabled. And then 29th of March, or a few days after, we, you can expect the launch of Kuji and Dash. They don't have to be on the same day. It depends really on the technical right. side of things. Um, you know, if, if we don't uh, are not able to get it through on end of March, just expect it any time on April, probably toward the earlier uh, side of April. So what would that entail? We basically add Kuji nodes churn uh, in now with a with a new with a new vault for Kuji and a new vault for Dash. Mm. Um, uh, people will see this pool with the trading uh, disabled. So they acquire cacao. They have probably already some Kuji by getting cacao from the pools, of course, since there's no other way to to buy it at the beginning, which is good. Hmm. That means more assets for the protocol. Um, so now with Kuji and cacao, they add liquidity. And once the liquidity is some at least $200,000 deep, if not more, then uh, we enable trading for, for Kuji. And now you can swap Kuji for Bitcoin, Kuji for ETH, Kuji for Rune. Through Rune, uh, it's interface with Doge, Bitcoin Cash, Litecoin. So uh, definitely opening up way, many, way more possibilities for the, for the Kuji ecosystem. Nice. And I think a burning question, a follow-up question to that is um, obviously you guys... Uh, I mean, the entire crypto ecosystem is open for you, right? It's cross-chain. Like, you could choose any chain. Bitcoin makes sense. It's the godfather. <laughs> That's why we have every, everyone who's here typically started with Bitcoin. So that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Ethereum makes perfect sense. Number two, USDC, USD, USD, USDT makes sense. You need stables. I mean, people are trading a lot of stables, mm-hmm. so that makes perfect sense. Rune makes sense because you are forking um, Thorchain. And then and, and it makes Kuchi. sense also to aggregate, by the way. It makes sense for, a, right. for aggregation uh, in the sense that if right. we have Rune, we can have access to all the assets Torchin itself has, and we can aggregate with one another. Um, yeah. Now, wh- why So why- even, e- even a bigger argument. But my question is basically, why Kuchi? Um, we are huge fans of uh, Kujira, the Kujira ecosystem. Um, but it seems pretty right. Like it's, I don't know, it's not even top. Uh, 100, mm-hmm. I think. I can't even remember the ranking. So why Kuchi? Like, just out of curiosity, why did you yeah. decide on that as the fifth or sixth yeah. pair? Um, well, first off, it's Cosmos-based. That, um, as you know, Thorchain currently already supports Cosmos Gaia. Um, so we, the, the integration to Kuji or Osmo or all the rest of the Cosmos chain can be straightforward. But we want to mm-hmm. focus on those that are uh, real yield and DeFi-oriented. Uh, which Kuji nice. is definitely a great a great uh, candidate for this. Also, simply the community was uh, engaged us a bit more and was a bit more open to what we're doing. Uh, launching in a vacuum, so just launching some Cosmos chain that uh, has no interest or support for Maya 
is uh, is not good because we need people to see the, the liquidity and actually use a protocol and user interfaces mm-hmm. that actually integrate with us and wallets and DEXs. So in that regard, the engagement and the openness we've uh, had with Kuji and their, and, their, and their team and their communities is super important and was uh, definitely counting towards us prioritizing them ahead of other Cosmos-based chains. So um, it's also a good place to start. Like we, we, we don't want, you know, Rome wasn't built on a day. We're not looking to have mm. the, uh, the biggest and baddest all the time. Uh, for instance, uh, Ada, I believe it's a great ecosystem, huge market cap, very siloed, um, a bit too maxi a community, which is not great for, for cross-chain tech, but I think there is a market. But it's technically more complicated. It's also very high stakes. Uh, so, you know, it shouldn't be the first chain we support. We're going to wait a few months for that. So, uh, yeah. in this sense, yes, it's not huge. We think it can be bigger. And we think they, they have what it takes to, to develop. They share the real yield ethos. They're very DeFi-oriented. Uh, they are very supportive technically and community-wise. So, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> awesome. Fantastic. I think it's very bullish for Kujira that they are able to attract uh, protocols like Maya and integrate with them. Um, and yeah, we uh, we had Dove on um, a few times and uh, yeah, they're just doing fantastic work, uh, really, if you ask us at least. Yeah. Um, so speaking of IBC and Cosmos Chains, etc. So you have the Cacao token. You are called the Maya Protocol. And then you have the Aztec chain also. Mm-hmm. Talk to us about that. Uh, and that's a Cosmos. No, sorry. That's a Terra no, uh, fork. It's a, it's a Cosmos SDK fork now. No, no longer okay. with Terra. But it's okay. essentially a side chain that nodes mm-hmm. on Maya protocol also run and has triple redundancy with Maya because uh, they share nodes, they share IVC, and they share Bifrost. So there's kind of triple interaction there. Mm. Uh, but Aztec itself is completely independent. It's a sovereign chain in the sense that uh, uh, it's running asynchronously. It's not synced to Maya in any way. It's parallel, if right. you can think of this. Now, why do this? Well, right. because Maya and Fortune have no smart contracts. They also need to be very conservative with their IBC and how they work with other ecosystems because it's just like a very high stakes, uh, uh, dangerous, large attack surface design. So you need to be very, very careful whatever you introduce. So Aztec is essentially this second layer where we can uh, be, have more freedom, attract more builders, more developers, because you can have custom awesome. You can have you bring you can bring in other assets to IBC. You can bring from Maya, which is also very interesting. Obviously, Cacao, hmm. since it's also the utility token for Aztec, but also Synths. So SVTC, SETH, SRUNE, SKUJI to interact with smart mm. contracts on, on Aztec itself. Um, so mm. super, super powerful in, in that regard. And we obviously want to also see and, and take, you know, have our take on a few DeFi designs that we have on mind for the future. Um, but yeah, that's, that's essentially what Aztec is. Uh, as my yeah, so was... contract layer of my protocol. Yeah, so I was just about to ask, um... So it sounds like the vision of Aztec is to build beyond a swap functionality, beyond the DEX functionality. So have all kinds of applications being built 
using, of course, perhaps integrations with Maya or building something together with Maya, but um, and using that as sort of a launchpad maybe uh, for liquidity and users, etc. But but Aztec can go much beyond that. It sounds like. Yeah. So, right. Uh, Maya is the beginning, and there's much more to to build. Um, taking advantage of just a very secure system. You know, Aztec has nodes which run Maya chain as well that have these huge bonds in assets and cacao. So they're very interested in cacao's well-being. And you have cacao, an asset that is essentially packed by all of these huge assets in Maya. So it's a, just a very, uh, um, a very backed, very much backed asset, which is a good for a, the mm. backbone of a, of a smart contract ecosystem. Um, yeah, my itself will also have more stuff. As you know, Fortune is not only building uh, um, swaps, but also they have scenes. They recently launched savers. Mm. They're going to launch order books, lending, perpetuals. Mm. Uh, so all of that uh, can be inherited by Maya as well. We, we're backwards compatible in that regard. Um, and then whatever is kind of more freedom and more just things like I don't know, NFTs, um, more extravagant designs. You can have them all as a smart contract built by the community and by user interfaces on Aztec. With, with, uh, I mean, a permissionless fashion. On uh, Fortune and Maya work a lot like a Senate. Whatever you want to do, 67% of the nodes have to agree to it, which obviously is not easy to do since these guys have huge stakes in the network and they are very conservative by nature. They're trying to protect what they have. Uh, and it's totally reasonable, right? These guys have millions of dollars and they don't want to endanger it. Whereas on Aztec, mm-hmm. you can launch a smart contract, no questions asked, just p- totally permissionless, whatever you want to build, whatever you're willing to do, uh, and whatever you think will work. So that just opens the door to much more innovation, more change, more builders, more developers, uh, a bigger community, and just more open for all. Uh, so that's why we're very mm-hmm. excited about Aztec. We think it will bring also more builders to Maya itself indirectly, which is great. Mm. Nice. And I think uh, now is a good time to shift gears a little bit and take questions from the community. And one of them, which relates very much to what you just said, is uh, the difference between ThorChain and that protocol and Maya. Because um, you just mentioned that it's backwards compatible. It sounds like a lot of the things that is being rolled out in uh, ThorChain and and the, the entire ecosystem there is something that you intend to adopt mm-hmm. as well. So I guess uh, a fair question would be, How what's the different? fundamental difference? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, first off, we already discussed that we will have a few uh, asset diversity. So although we share Bitcoin and ETH, uh, we don't necessarily share all the assets because there's limited bandwidth and high costs associated with running full nodes on target chains. So uh, we will we will have uh, a different set of, of supported assets. Uh, so that's one. Number two, we always spoke about Aztec, like the smart contract layer. That's something that we mm. coined and, and we're launching ahead. So uh, we, we'll see how that goes, but that would, at least until Fortune decides to do something similar, that's something unique to Maya. Uh, how we launch, uh, so the fair distribution of the token, I would say it's also a sometimes underrated difference. But the largest difference is none of those. The largest difference is the capital efficiency aspect of it because 
Mm. On Maya, nodes don't bond cacao. They bond LP units of, of pools. So essentially, mm. uh, you become an LP, and if you want to have extra yield, you, you upgrade to a node. Uh, and that is what you use as a bond and as a collateral. So why this is very mm. powerful is because all of the node capital is now going to work. So you don't have these two different sets of capital pools, one which is in the pools by LPs and one which is just standing by by nodes doing no work and just dragging the APY. Instead, all of the capital of the network is in the LP pools uh, and uh, generating yield and, and doing work. So that cuts the capital requirement uh, essentially in half and simultaneously doubles the perceived APY of the players involved. So right now, Thor chain to have $150 million of pool depth requires around $300 million of capital. And to double their pool depth, they would have to find another $300 million of capital, right? Uh, half, mm -hmm. of, half of which would yeah. go to the pools and half of which would go to the bonds. Uh, mm -hmm. Maya can have $150 million of pool, of pool depth with just $150 million of capital because the node bond is within those $150 and to double in size, we now just need $150 million as well, right? So we just are, are cutting the capital requirements in half. And this is, right. this is huge. It's like, uh, think of opening up a lemonade stand and instead of needing $10,000, you now just need $5,000 to open it up. It's, hmm. it's, it's, it's something else. And, 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 but you're gonna sell, you can sell the same amount of, of lemonade and, and you have the same uh, fixed costs. So it just makes sense. Uh, um, and we believe uh, it's the right model to choose uh, as long as it's also vital tested in the wild. We will also happily uh, approach Thorchain on how they could transition to this model if they ever decide to, but it's not that straightforward. So this is something uh, whereas Thorchain could easily decide to have their own sidechain for smart contracts, or they could easily decide to support a new asset, uh, they cannot very straightforward transition to the liquidity node model, uh, just because they have already a lot of drag from the current model. It, it's just yeah. not straightforward at all, technically, community-wise, or, or in, in any other regard. So this is definitely a, yeah. a key advantage that we have. Yeah, that makes sense. And also, I mean, in many ways, you're leveraging the traction uh, that Thorchain has received, at least on the Rune token, by having the pool for Rune and that you set up initially, right? Yeah. So, uh, so you you're in a way uh, building on top, and yeah, uh, doing it in a in another way, taking another uh, approach yeah. with the uh, the pool tokens. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and also nice. it's, it's important That's, to uh, mention that to integrate Maya, if you already integrate Thorchain is straightforward um, mm. in the sense that you, if you already support Rune and swaps uh, or savers on, on the Thorchain, adding on mm. Maya, it's very, very, very easy. Uh, so that part, although we change a lot of what is happening in the backend and the economy part, the interfacing with Maya is exactly the same as interfacing with Thorchain. Uh, so they already opened up the way with Trust Wallet and so many more integrations already in the bag and coming. Uh, they can also easily simultaneously support Maya uh, very, very straightforwardly. So we, we, the, the amount of work that it will take us to achieve all of these integrations is diminished because thankfully mm. Torchin already paved the way. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's um, it's it's very clever. I must say, uh, the more I the more I listen to you and the more I understand, um, it's uh, it makes it makes perfect sense, um, especially in this world where liquidity is so important. Uh, building deep liquidity pools is a uh, is really the number one factor, I think, for uh, for products like these to succeed. Um, yeah. So well done there. Thank you. <laughs> How does the roadmap look like? So uh, you talked about being backwards compatible with Fortune, and so we can already imagine the, the kind of features coming from there, of course. But um, how does the roadmap look from like besides the Thorchain stuff? Um, yeah, so we have our liquidity auction starting 7th of March to 27th. Then we launch mm -hmm. uh, Kuji and Dash. Aztec should be launched also around April, maximum May. Um, then we also look to support BSC and Osmo in May, June. Um, and then we take you know a deep breath <laughs> and make sure <laughs> volume is where we want to be, integrations are where we want to be. Mm. Um, and uh, some housekeeping also on backwards compatibility with Thorchain. And then the, towards the end of the year is where we start focusing in the larger hurdles, which is how do we bring more builders to Aztec and a larger ecosystem there? Um, how do we integrate with Cardano, which is not easy since they use another cryptographic signatures? And how do we start yeah. building some more DeFi on, on Aztec directly, uh, taking advantage mm -hmm. of the power of Synths and, and Cacao? Um, and just continue, continue whatever we're doing. <laughs> so that's, that's yeah. more or less the, the, what we're shooting for here. That's, uh, that's pretty packed already. And just to understand the token for the Cacao and Aztec token. So Cacao, uh, sorry, Aztec is, uh, is going to be an, an IBC enabled uh, token that we can move around yeah. <laughs> in the, across IBC chains, but as uh, sorry, Cacao, what, where's that going to sit? So, okay, there's actually not two tokens, there's three. The problem, if you if you listened when we were talking about the liquidity auction is we're giving out all of the cacao for free, right? So then how does the dev mm -hmm. team stay incentivized? We believe the most straightforward and, and interest aligned way to do this is by having um, a percentage of revenues, right? So we, all the fees generated mm -hmm. that go to LPs and nodes and, and, and all of that infrastructure, some small percentage of it can go to incentivize investors, team, et cetera, in a way that's all inherently already vesting, right? Uh, because if mm. it starts getting a lot of volume, we start doing better. If, it, if we do not, then we, we don't get anything. So it's just very straightforward success-based compensation. Because of this, what we did is abstract these percentage of revenues into another token called Maya for Maya Chain and Aztec for Aztec Chain. Uh, what they do is capture 10% of the protocol fees uh, and the revenues of the system. So 10% of the swap fees go to Maya token, 10% of the gas fees on Aztec chain go to the Aztec token. So this way, hmm. uh, we are just heavily incentivized to have this system produce real yield and have real utility because we, are, or we, don't, if we hide the token, but nobody uses it, we earn nothing. Uh, so right. we, we have no incentive to just overly hype. We have incentive for, for utility, for, for real value generation. Um, mm -hmm. So with, with this into account, um, there's 1 million Maya token supply on Maya, 1 million token supply on Aztec. Uh, they can interact through IBC and also 
end up going to other ecosystems in the future. Just a quick caveat, it only is generating these or getting their share of revenue if they are in their source chain. So if you take Aztec chain, uh, let's say there's 1 million and you take 100,000 Aztec tokens and you send them to Cosmos Hub or something um, for some mm -hmm. reason, they will not get their daily distribution of cacao from the fees. Uh, so the fees generating that 24-hour period will only be shared with the 900,000 Aztec that are in Aztec chain. Same for Maya token. Mm -hmm. uh, now, Cacao, mm -hmm. uh, now just quick, quickly saying as well, Maya and Aztec have no governance rights. All the governance is done by... Hello? Oh, you, uh, yeah, you jumped out a bit. So all the governance is done and then you cut off. I hate Twitter spaces. I got a call. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Give me a second. No worries. No worries. It was a very interesting point where you ended. <laughs> governance is done. Uh. <laughs> Okay, now can you hear me? <laughs> yes, okay. loud and clear. Um, You're leaving us in suspense about governance. Yeah, so we could hear up until governance and then just you cut us off. As a team, don't really have any governance rights uh, with the Maya or Aztec token. They're just a revenue sharing token. Uh, the mm -hmm. real governance is joining a node. So 67% of nodes vote by consensus on what to do and what changes to implement. And they bond mm. liquidity provider units that require external assets and cacao. So just super strong and 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 kind of safe governance, if you ask me. Um, in that sense, um, cacao is a utility token, and cacao is what powers the whole economy. You have it in the pools as a price reference and exchange pair. You use it for any network fees or Maya for any gas fees on Aztec. You can swap it, move it around, send it through IBC, do whatever you want with it. That's uh, kind of the, the the rune equivalent and the atom equivalent, if you want to think of it that way. Mm -hmm. uh, so, nice. yeah. Sweet. And you got a, a fourth, perhaps, a token, which is not a fungible token, but a non-fungible token, NFT for sure, <laughs> which is the Maya mask. Oh, yeah, we have. Uh, we. I'm not a personal nft fan to be honest uh but in this case we did use nfts to generate some community engagement through these maya masks mm -hmm. but I, you know i'm a real yield guy i didn't just want to make some nfts and launch them uh so we what we actually did is put utility behind them so they're getting one percent of the maya and aztec uh token supply uh, behind them 20 percent of that shared uh, when as soon as as uh, feasible, technically, and the other eighty percent, uh, you will have to do some kind of staking process uh, in the mm -hmm. future. But uh, super excited for that! Um, really, really cool stuff going on. Nice. And uh, yeah, those yeah they're available on OpenSea. They're right now uh, on Ethereum, um, so you can go and, and get your hands on them. They're useful also to participate in, in our quests. If you go to a Discord, there are different kind of community competitions going on where you do a few things uh, and get compensated for it if you if you win the top 20 leaderboard. 
and there's two competitions, mm. one with between MayaMask holders and one with for, for anybody. Um, and we're sharing uh, $5,000 worth of MayaNastic tokens to the first group and $3,000 worth of MayaNastic to the second group. Uh, so yeah, go and check them out. Uh, just also highly recommend you to go to a Discord. There's a lot of uh, community engagement there and we always answer questions and listen to your feedback. You can also, if you want to learn more, go to vox.myaprotocol.com. We have our white paper there and much more information technically and non-technically oriented. Also, you can download there or Halborn audits. So there's a whole lot of info there. You can go and do your own research with. Awesome. Awesome. And you've been very generous for this uh, space, uh, putting up a uh, Maya mask for up for grabs for the best question, which we will select after this space. So uh, awesome. uh, stay tuned afterwards, guys. So, um, But uh, thank you so much for joining the Cosmos Club today. You have been super generous with your time. Um, and we thank you for all the hard work that you have put in the past two years and perhaps more. I'm sure it feels like 10 years for, for you guys, uh, but uh, that's crypto for you. <laughs> is, there, is there something you want to leave the community with? Is there something that uh, we missed out on asking um, that you want to spill, perhaps some alpha that uh, we haven't asked you? Um, have, to, have to tease the question at least. Well, there, there's, there's a lot to talk about. I could literally be here all day uh, talking about more and more stuff that we've been building. Um, We've been breathing and sweating this protocol for two years, so definitely a lot they're involved. Um, if I can leave you just with something is uh, we, we definitely have learned many lessons in the past year, uh, just that central entities are not to be trusted. Uh, people abuse trust, so we need to build trust-minimized uh, systems. And yeah. great that we built Bitcoin as humanity. Great that we built Ethereum but if we keep exchanging them using centralized parties or, or, or focalized risks, then why, what the hell did we did it for? So if we really want freedom and we really want to separate money from straight from state and we really want to uh, log in the blockchain future, we need to, to have or decentralized finance systems that are cross-chain in place and used. It might be more difficult at the beginning, swaps might be more expensive at the beginning, but it's it's critical technology that we need to build for long term. So uh, don't don't hesitate to to explore blockchain today. Don't hesitate to do your research on Maya. Um, it's something that is critical, and and we really do an open invitation for for you to get involved, however you can from from your side of the court. Uh, we we can we need every person we can get. Uh, and be it however it is, if you just want to help you on Fortune and forget about Maya, that's a win in my book. So uh, we, we just need to continue developing this space. Um, so really, th thank you for, for joining this and, and this mission. Let's tune in today to listen. And yeah, share this with people you know that you think might be interested because uh, we, we are a growing uh, stage, but it's also the very painful initial stage of, of building something new. So uh, all the support is, is appreciated and needed. Hey, amen, brother. I mean, um, uh, you, you mentioned about uh, centralized entities uh, uh, in the beginning there. Um, and honestly, so I've been in, in crypto for quite some time, uh, previously very deep in Ethereum. 
And uh, back in, I remember back in 2018, um, after the last bull run uh, ended quite epically, um, I was thinking to myself, like, okay, was this just a fad? Like, is this really as revolutionary as as we as we believe um, and and believed also back then? So I was I was seriously in doubt uh, about uh, whether the whole industry would survive. Now, fast forward to today, I'm, you know. Crypto is the answer to all these problems. Yeah. Like it's not even a question if it's going to survive. It is the answer. It's the only answer that is there for removing centralized intermediaries that just tinker around with stuff behind the scenes that we can't see. I mean, we need to put it out in the open. We just be able to verify blocks, see transactions, and and confirm that there's not a new SBF coming around or Alex Mashinsky or the three arrows capital guys or whoever they are. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be new ones in the next run, bull run that we will see. But the way, at least until then, we can prepare ourselves by, you know, holding custody of our own funds, using uh, decentralized exchanges and and dApps in general. That's what we should be be building right now to avoid the next SBF. Correct. That's that's totally right. Now, um, our official MyProtocol account is here as a co-host in this Twitter space. You can go ahead and follow us there. We have a weekly uh, podcast or, sorry, spaces on Mondays called Mondays with Maya, literally. Uh, so very straightforward. Nice. <laughs> and we just answer community questions and cover a few of the updates. So uh, it's there every week. Um, time varies. We used to do it at 6 p.m. Central Time uh, in the Americas, um, but we might change it. And next Monday, the CEO of Halvon Security will be joining us. And we had to accommodate their schedule. So it would be at 8 a.m. Central Central Times in the Americas. I mm. guess people over in Europe will be very happy. And people over in California will be pretty pissed. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> really looking forward to seeing you guys there. And just let's let's keep working on these. And totally agree. I hope this time we learn. I've, I'm also here since 2017. And uh, I was I was I'm just amazed how many people just are in deep on blockchain and, and still have uh, their funds custodied by, by centralized parties. So let's, let's mm-hmm. you know, here's to the next cycle being different and us learning that lesson and actually investing in the critical DeFi infrastructure for, for the crossing space. So thank you all again. Cheers to that. Uh, let's keep going, guys. Thank you for joining us and, and thank you, Cosmos Club, for, for having us here today. Definitely. Thank you so much, man. And uh, Godspeed to all of you. And uh, yeah, all the best. 7th of March is a date to remember to put down in your calendar, guys. Um, I certainly have. So uh, yeah, looking forward to see you guys launch there. Awesome. All right, guys. Take care. See ya. Bye-bye. Ciao.